Hey. Hey. Wait. What the fuck? What, what? the fuck? Server Connor. <laughs> this is season two. Get that <laughs> shit out of here. <laughs> No. No. Can, can, can I put it up? Yeah. Okay. What bam? <laughs> it's up. <laughs> oh my god. It's season two. <laughs> Super Connor's fucking slacking. I had to get a new editor. <laughs> get lady on the job. <laughs> oh no. I can just see a little pause on the keyboard. Just. Typing away. <laughs> Add in all the gifts of uh, dogs at computers. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh my god, you're really just overworking your new editor. <laughs> <laughs> First day on the job. <laughs> got all these gifts to put up. But yeah, season two got some nice new graphics, got some nice new. Honestly, it's just the graphics. Yeah, graphics courtesy of your my our beloved Arsqueef. Friend of the channel, Arsqueef. <laughs> Are we putting in actual sound effects with that? No. I mean, who doesn't love the beep beep boos? Beep beep boo. Like, comment, and subscribe if you don't like the beep beep boo. Like, comment, and subscribe if you do. <laughs> or leave a review because. I don't know. Well, at the time of recording this, I'm still going back and putting in the season one episodes into our anchor.fm because eventually we have to turn this thing that we call a, we're calling a podcast, we have to make it into an actual podcast. So I'm trying to do that right now. <laughs> like, holy fuck. Like, we, we're, we're doing it. I mean, which is... We're doing it. Which, you know, we will still probably upload these to YouTube because... Um, Sober Connor, or our new editor. Sober Connor, this is your chance to prove yourself. <laughs> anyway, so Sober Connor loves doing visual gags, and we will keep those up for the people who, who like that stuff, and for the people who, you know, don't really have time to have YouTube pulled up on their phone or their computer or whatever. We have or just to... don't want to use data, because, oh boy, do we understand not wanting to use your data. Oh, yeah, no, valid. Yeah, but so for, for those people, we have the Just Audio Only podcast, because you know this is a podcast. Yep, currently right now, that is available on Anchor.fm and nowhere else. Woo, woo. Because yep. as much as Apple wants to say, hey, we're not going to ban your podcast if it has an episode number in the title, that's bullshit. Oh, boy, did ours. Get them. Get them. <laughs> Anyway, there goes our Apple sponsorship. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. So, yeah, that this is this is uh what we got cooking up so far for season two. It, if you guys know us, we fly by the seat of our pants. Um, but hopefully we'll have lots of new cool stuff for you. Um, we got ideas that are vaguely in the works that we might do this season. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and then season we, two will probably continue for an arbitrary amount of time until we decide it's season three. Yeah, season season one may have been 11 episodes. Season two is probably going to be like, I don't know, insert number here. Yeah, 
Did we even talk about probably the next time we get any sort of like upgrade? So once we get the laser light show, then it's season three. So lots of new stuff for season two, but you all know us. You all know our content. We are here with same same old two of us. Same old format. <laughs> Kylan, what you drinking? Well, funny story. Um, I didn't realize we were recording tonight, to be completely transparent. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> so, I, um, went out and got a bottle of wine, and, um, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just, dr- you know, let's get on the call. I'll, I'll drink this, and I'll let you know when I'm ready. So I started the call, and I was up at the top of the bottom of the, the, the wine bottle, and uh, I think in about the five minutes we were talking, I got you very close to the bottom of the wine bottle. Oh, yeah, that wine bottle has been chugged. So this is a white Zinfandel because this is my go-to whenever I forget to go to the liquor store. Um, I just grab a bottle of wine and drink straight from the bottle, much to Connor's, I don't know, whatever sort of emotions you feel. <laughs> Let's go with chagrin. You know, that is a, I was thinking of chagrin, and I was like, I don't know if that's right, but I, I felt it. I felt it on the inside. I feel that chagrin. <laughs> Connor, what are you drinking this evening? Well, I'm currently not drinking anything, but during the stream, during the stream today, I, I was having some uh, monster limeade and gin, because what as is usually the case with my Saturdays, I had a fucking headache. <laughs> uh, and then right before this, in the uh, in the time that you went to go get your alcohol, uh, I had made like a, a half thing of coffee. Coffee being Starbucks blonde, the like pre-made stuff that you can just like buy bottles of. Uh, Kahlua, Bailey's, and Pinnacle Vanilla Vodka, or no, no, Pinnacle Whipped Cream Vodka. Mm. A lot better than Smirnoff stuff. Oh, really? Wow. I thought, because I thought Pinnacle was, like, lower tier than Smirnoff, like, price-wise. It may, maybe, it just, it seems a, a lot smoother than the Smirnoff stuff. Mm. Well, guess what, Smirnoff? We don't want your sponsorship. Pinnacle, come on through. <laughs> Smirnoff's caramel stuff is pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I like I like just regular Smirnoff products and Smirnoff ices. Oh, Smirnoff ice is wonderful. How can I forget being 18, young, dumb, <laughs> naive, <laughs> chugging Smirnoff ices? <laughs> what you don't see behind the camera right now is me just like pushing my Smirnoff ice behind <laughs> the couch. Listen, I will throw shade at Smirnoff ices. But they still smack. Like <laughs> I will never forget my roots. <laughs> They're dummy thick. <laughs> Come on, just made me spill this wine. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so it's funny enough that um, David Hayer, uh, the voice of Snake from Metal Gear Solid, recorded that fucking Tumblr post meme. That's like, it's like Colonel. I'm trying to sneak around, but I'm dummy thick. The clap of my ass cheeks keeps alerting the guards. 
So it was funny enough that they got David Hayter to do it. To me, it was about 10 times funnier when fucking Arsqueef made a tweet that referenced that. About so Dr. Connor put up that tweet. I lost my fucking shit. <laughs> Apparently, I ruined him because now he does memes. <laughs> Apparently, it's a bad thing. You heard it here first. Arsqueef was a good boy until Kyle with name corrupted him. Oh my god, speaking of which, I just wanna, I just gotta get this, this off my chest, because it was such a, such a fucking roast, <laughs> but like, on, whenever I was streaming the other day, he was in chat, and he was like, I just want you to know that the other day, I looked up Persnickety Poltergeist, which is the name of our bar, uh, Troll Skull Manor, in <laughs> our version of Water Deep Dragon Heist, which is Amon Dragon Heist. Um, our, our summer in Amon campaign. Yes, yes. And so I was the one that came up with the name for the bar, the Persnickety Poltergeist. And he was like, I just want you to know that I looked it up because I thought you got it from something. And I was absolutely gobsmacked to find out that the first mention was on your Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, no, I came up with it on my own. Like, I'm funny. I'm creative. I like alliteration. What's your point? <laughs> and he was like, oh, sorry. 85% of the shit that comes out of your mouth is either a vine or a meme. So excuse me for not knowing. <laughs> and it was such a drag, but it was like so honest. <laughs> but yeah, you heard it here first. I, I corrupt people with memes. We're already off the rails. <laughs> How do we run this show again? Well, what are the games we've done? What's the fun we done? Yes, generally we start with that. We talk about... We, we talk we get, about our OCs for like an hour. <laughs> and then we spend like 15 minutes talking about other stuff, right? The actual topic that we planned. <laughs> Bold of you to assume we planned. <laughs> So, what do you, shit, what do you want to start with? You had a Monster of the Week game today. You had another one of those before that. Oh boy. How's that going? Actually, I think I've only had one, because we That's right, last week was canceled. Yeah, we canceled last week, because I had to go take a clap test, unfortunately. But, um... Yeah, no, this week was supposed to be our uh, downtime episode, which I thought was just going to be like happy, fun time, innocent, RP, relationship building, maybe if we're lucky, a beach episode. Ooh. Well. <laughs> well, Let's well, what's all distant? Talk about that. <laughs> so... In the show, my character, Lemmy, um, his professor, um, Professor Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft, um, is dating his mom, mm -hmm. and so now the professor talks to him after class and is like, by the way, um, you know, he says some, like, other stuff, like how, you know, there's a lot of latent potential in Lemmy, and, like, you know, ultimately it might be his job one day to keep Tara and Sildro in line. 
Oh my god, I have like the hiccups. I'm sorry. Oh no. But like, yeah, to keep Terra and Soldier online because one of them is like a fucking has like a fucking werewolf with a sword come out of their stomach, and the other one's like a fucking celestial being with a flaming sword. And uh, let me just normal. Oh, by the way, I have to say this first. I almost forgot. Um, we ended up losing a player. So our justice, RJ, who played Ajax, is no longer able to play in our campaign due to scheduling conflicts. And we miss him so much because Ajax was the coolest. And um, yeah, no, we're still recovering from that loss. <sighs> but um, it worked out in canon. Uh, he's still around. He's just busy doing sect stuff. But any, anywho, um, yeah. So uh, Professor Lovecraft started off with that. And then he was like, oh, by the way, I want to ask for your mom's hand in marriage. Is that cool? Oh. <laughs> and How I'm long has he known her? For a few months. For a few months. How so, many months? Um, I don't, I, it, it's hard to say exactly, because the way our game is set up, like, each mystery has, like, a, an unspecified amount of time in between, sometimes, like, a month or longer. So, it's been, it's been at least a few months. Maybe, like, half a year, at least. Okay. Still a little short <laughs> for Lemmy's standards, but, um, yeah, so Lemmy was just, like, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm gonna have to, like, get back to you on that, because this is just a lot right now, because you're my professor, you have tentacles, but, like, at the same time, he has a feature where he can tell whether or not people are lying to him, and he knows that he's not, the professor's not lying about, like, actually being in love with his mom, so it's just, like, a lot <laughs> for him. Plus, there's the fact that, like, you know, his, he's still not over the fact that his dad's, uh, his dad passed away a few years ago, so it was just a lot for him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that, that happens, then, you know, they're all kind of, like, talking about it in a diner, and Sildra was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Professor Lovecraft is just, like, manipulating you, he's using you to get to us, and he's doing something, blah, 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 blah. and Lemmy's just like, uh, no, the worst part is he's being genuine. It would almost be better if he was lying, because then he would be, like, some monster that I can take down, but he's not. He's just a guy that loves my mom, and that's the worst part. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, and we're in this diner, and then it's, it's a little weird, because, you know, there's this waiter, she comes out, she asks if we want some coffee, do we want a double, or a double-double, and then it's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's fine, blah, 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 we keep talking, the waitress comes out again, does the exact same thing, the exact same way, and then the news is on, and, like, there's something about, like, this astral body that's like near the moon near earth and they don't know what it is and like let me at the tv and this guy for a split second looks like his dad like his real ass dad mm -hmm. his real ass dead dad 
but then in a split second later, it looks back to normal again. So Lemmy's just like freaked out. Because he's like, everything is just kind of getting to him mentally. And this weird thing's going on with this waitress. So they leave. But still, Joe's like, no, that's weird. I'm going back in. And then the waitress, like, it gets weird after that. Has, like, her eyes turn, like, black, and her head turns 180 degrees, and she has, like, tentacles come out of her mouth. And then Sildra, like, investigates further, and apparently there's, like, some, like, hard drive thing, and my face is on a computer, and he, like, takes that, and we're apparently, like, on spring break during this time, so, like, Lemmy's going off to investigate things, Zildra's going off to investigate things, and Tara's going off to do things, and then, so Lemmy goes home, and, um, goes to his mom's house, and sees his sister, and he's talking to his sister, and his sister says, like, the same thing about, like, wanting coffee, whether he wants a double or a double-double, and he's like, um, that's weird, and then a few days later, He's over there with Tara, and they're trying to investigate something, and his mom comes downstairs and asks if he wants a coffee the exact same way the waitress did, and his sister did, and he's like, oh, okay, this is, like, really weird, and then Sildro's like, hey, uh, come to the park. I gotta show you something. We gotta look something up. So, like, Lemmy's like, I wanna go to the park. And Tara's like, oh, I'm going to go home. Let me just take a taxi home. And then the taxi driver was also being super weird. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm going to stop by this coffee shop real quick. And he does. And then he says the exact same thing about coffee. And then he turns and looks at Tara, and his eyes are black. <laughs> and But luckily for Tara, he has, like, an ability where he can just, like, bamf out of places. <laughs> so he was like... Nope. Yeah. So I teleport out of the car. <laughs> but so he he come he actually ends up like teleporting to the park. We go find fucking Siljo who in the past three days made a tree house in the park because now he's like doomsday prepping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is so funny because my character is the conspiracy theorist and normally Siljo is not, but like he thinks it's also a grand conspiracy where the professor is involved. There, he's out to get us, but we end up having to like break into a, the library to use one of their computers to look at this flash drive. And who, boy, Connor? What this is where it gets wild. I was. It was already pretty wild. It, it was like, already. I'm, really I'm thinking of like scrolls and mind flayers and shit. But this is where it gets wilder. So, they go and look at the flash drive, and, like, it turns out, like, they're, like, they have, like, copies and models of every person that Lemmy and the gang's ever interacted with. They, they have, like, models on there, and then, like, and then he finds out, like, it's fucking aliens, man. He was right. <laughs> fucking aliens but no it gets wilder there's a video on there of his dad like in this fucking spaceship 
like running and trying to like upload this data to like send to Lemmy, but then he gets like shot and he dies, but like Lemmy's dad died of like natural causes. So he's like, oh my God, my dad knew about aliens and he was gonna tell me. And then he sees another video where he was fucking abducted by aliens like he always said he was. I was right. <laughs> oh my god. And then like the video has some like it shows like a content warning for a little bit of like um I don't know like surgery, body modification. I don't know if it's like necessarily body gore, but maybe a little bit, but you know content warning for the next 10 to 15 seconds so um, we're going to throw up that content warning this they, is only in the youtube video the audio cast listeners i'm so sorry <laughs> they had like drilled into the back of his skull and yeah. that's all he could see in the video and he's like hang on let me just like feel around in my head real quick he goes and presses against the back of his head and, like, hears, like, a pop. Oh, no. And, like, he gets Tara to, like, pull out what is essentially this flash drive that was, like, in his fucking brain. But, like, once it was pulled out, like, all of, like, that, like, ang- anxiety and all that, like, jittery nervousness, like, went away. Oof. And, like, they looked into the flash drive, and basically the aliens have, like, were, like, viewing everything from his eyes. So it was basically all, like, he was basically taking surveillance videos for them. Because they uploaded some shit into his brain to do that. And then the episode fucking ends with, like, all these fucking aliens right outside the library ready to fucking get them. Oh, no. But, like... So fucking wild because I was like, oh, this is gonna be a happy fun time episode. It was not. It was not. Oh. And we found out that Professor Lovecraft is actually a good guy because the aliens want to kill him because he's very dangerous. Oh, fuck. And I forgot to mention that he's been making them get like all these items and shit. For, like all their missions and it turns out it's for some sort of summoning and binding spell but we don't know what he wants to summon and bind yet i don't know if it's aliens or not but anyways turns out my stepdad is a cool guy <laughs> but holy crap when you give dms like pro restarter the knives they will stab you I just didn't expect the, the knife to stab everyone. <laughs> nothing better than, than a weaponized backstory. Which is really funny because we we cut to break and like before the break I mentioned them like, oh yeah, my dad died a few years ago. So that's why I'm not cool. I'm not over that. So I'm not cool with my mom getting married again. So he's like, yeah, so tell me a little bit about your dad. I'm like, Oh, well, you know, he just died of natural causes. And, you know, that's pretty much it. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then, like, you had thought. Yeah, I, I gave him a dead dad thinking he wouldn't be able to kill my dad. But he killed my dad in a flashback. 
Kylan? As someone who has experienced dead dads on Pro Research Channel very often, I have to say, it's not something that you can just walk away from. <laughs> the man has a brand and he needs to stick to it. Pro, pro Drama Club, kill your dad. <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> I just love the way you're posted up right now. You're like, you look like a fucking wine mom. Just like, listen. <laughs> so, so our, our, our talkers can't look behind the screen because even, even in the YouTube video, it's this audio primary thing. To which I say, thank God. <laughs> uh, I, I have this futon like completely like folded out. Like if you wanted to sleep on it, you could. And I have it folded out so that my dog can lay comfortably on it while I am also here. That That's pretty much it. It's just now I don't have like a back to lean against while also staying pretty close to the microphone. So I'm just like sitting in this very seductive pose. Yeah, like honestly, like it, it, the way you're posed right now, you should be wearing a very sheer nightgown and nothing else <laughs> with a glass of red wine. <laughs> Coming soon to a merch store near you. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Sheer nightgowns. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Lingerie set. <laughs> uh, anything, anything else uh, besides aliens and dads and double or double double coffees on uh, Monster of the Week? I would just like to say that I was right. Also, now that I think about it, there is one more thing I kind of want to talk about. Let's talk about it. To that. So, one of the mechanics, yes, parkour. Parkour for the ladies and gents and those who identify as neither. Um, so, uh, there is a mechanic in Monster of the Week. So, because it is a Powered by the Apocalypse type game, you get experience uh, when you fail rolls. Um, you also get experience whenever, uh, I don't know exactly the name of this mechanic, but I'll, I'll describe it to you. It's basically um, the character and the DM or the MC. GM intrusion. Uh, no, no, it's something a little different. Um, it's, it's like a, one of the players and the MC will pick a stat, like a stat to highlight for you. So anytime you roll using that stat, you automatically gain experience. Hmm. So like if someone's like, mm, I want to see Lemmy be sharp this episode. And the MC will say, oh, well, I want to see Lemmy be tough. Anytime I roll sharp, I get experience. Anytime I roll tough, I get experience. If I roll with that stat and fail, I get two experience. So, I've been leveling up like a motherfucker. Because <laughs> people seem to keep, keep picking my sharp stat, which is what I use the most, because Lemmy is very sharp. Mm -hmm. So, I, I've uh, leveled up a few times. So, I'm at the point where the next time I level up, I can get an advanced option. And um, one of the advanced options, which is interesting in Monster of the Week, is 
you can change your character to an entirely different playbook as long as it's not in play by someone else. Okay. Um, because there's several different playbooks you can choose from. Um, so you can change your entire character concept, which is something I'd never thought about before. But um, one of um, one of the other um, uh, castmates, I guess, on that show, um, Dave, TCC dash. I don't remember the numbers, but friend of the channel, CCG dash numbers. Beep, beep, beep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, so like the next time Lemmy levels up, like you could totally change his playbook to like another playbook or something. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Because what does a conspiracy theorist do once they find out they're right about everything? And also, what happens whenever, like, basically, anxiety was uninstalled from his brain? <laughs> so what do you do then? And I'm like, I'm like, this is, uh, this is character development. So I feel like the next time I level up, that's... I don't know if he's necessarily a flake anymore. I mean, I think there is another playbook that, that works into it. There's another playbook called The Expert, which is basically like, you know a lot of shit about, you know, the monsters you're trying to hunt, which makes sense because Lemmy's always very well researched. So it's definitely something I'm toying with. And I, I, think, I, I think I might want to do that because I think, you know, character development <laughs> they literally aliens put anxiety in his brain and they they took out the usb drive with the anxiety <laughs> so you know yeah. let's 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 pursue that path what happens if lemmy is like cool now all of a sudden <laughs> what happens whenever the the shy nerdy person is cool well he's not like super cool but he's just no longer like nervous he's not everything. he's not owned by his anxiety yeah no he is like actually now like okay i you know instead of being like oh you know oh geez you know like maybe i know stuff and maybe no one will believe me nah, 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 nah. he's like okay this is what happening this is what's happening i know what needs to be done and we need to do this which uh, is kind of interesting considering the conversation that his professor was having with him. It was like, you have a lot of potential. It's there. You know, one day you'll, you'll unlock it. And it feels like that, you know, that was kind of like him unlocking it. All, all he needed was to find out he was right. <laughs> I was right. Anyways, aliens are real. <laughs> aliens, aliens are Aliens are real. Title Nine is for real. Go. <laughs> Ghost is for real. Title Nine is for real. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Enough about me. Let's talk about one of the games you're in. Uh, well, keeping in, uh, in the theme of the Pro Restarter channel, uh, I also played a game uh, in which PR was actually another player. 
uh, this is the Little Things game uh, where we all play kiddos in D&D 5e. Yes. We killed a hag. Yes, kids. I'm so proud of you, babies. Uh, we killed a hag very quickly. <gasps> Strong babies. <laughs> so, this was not a very, like, Koyar-specific episode. Koyar is the name of my character on, like, uh, on that particular game. And please remind the audience um, what exactly Koyar is. Koyar is a uh, ranger. Uh, he is a shifter uh, <laughs> from the Eberron source books. Wayfinder Sky to Eberron, uh, which I, or I guess the Unearthed Arcana that released alongside it. But it is in the Forgotten Realms, so, like, I'm playing it as, like, his parents were werewolves and, like, abandoned him. A wolves. Uh, so he was raised by two halflings, uh, who ran a kennel. He has two halfling dads. Hell yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Koyar is eight. Aw, baby. But Shifter's age a little bit quicker, so, like, He's eight, but he looks like a 14-year-old human. Oh. Is he the youngest in the party? By age, I think so. But, like, physically, he's sort of like the oldest. Interesting. He's he's the closest to adulthood. Hmm. Which, the hag, whenever she appeared, did not look like a hag. She looked like a beautiful naked woman. Koyar was feeling some feely-feelies. <laughs> you are eight, sir. <laughs> uh, and was very distracted. This hag kidnapped her. Our uh, Loxdon friend, played by uh, Nomadic, wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, uh, because he, he was at he was at uh, GaryCon this okay. uh, this past week. Sweet. Uh, and we had to go rescue him. This involved us. Uh, going down and encountering the goblins who were enslaved by this hag. Her mm. her hench goblins uh, who were all imprisoned in cages. Now, Koyar has not been caged, per se, uh, but he is very claustrophobic and uh, has essentially besides, like, very brief glances of the outside or very brief like excursions with his dads his entire life has been lived in a one-room cabin mm -hmm. uh, so he he is not a big fan of confinement he was hyperventilating it was it was bad it was oh, bad for Koyar. and I'll, I'll i'll be interested to see how how he gets over that in the uh, in the next couple of sessions, because it it never really got resolved. Every time I play this character, I feel a lot better because it seems like Twitch chat always reacts very positively to the choices that I'm making. Like uh, me describing him like hyperventilating and being upset by like being in this tight and close space, uh, or like him wanting to rush back and see if he could like potentially free the goblins, which would have been a horrible, horrible choice. Mm -hmm. uh, to which I responded like, oh my gosh, I just want to give Koyar a hug. Or like, oh my gosh, he's like a, he's like a baby Forrest Gump, 
because I, I do a very strong southern draw for this character. <laughs> I, I just I really like playing the character and I'm glad that other people enjoy uh enjoy him. Yeah. It's nice whenever you see people being like, OMG, I love blank. Blank being your character and you're just I like, thought you were saying Blake, who is another character that I play. Ah yes. We love Blake. We stand. It's funny because earlier today uh, I was uh, texting or Indoor Adventure was texting me. It's just like, look, I know eventually you want to change Blake's name. Do you want to like start doing that now? Or, well, I told him my answer and uh, in order to, to see when that happens or how that happens, you'll have to tune in to twitch.tv slash the Indoor Adventurer. Because, Ooh. you know, friend of the channel, Indoor Adventurer, runs another game for me. I'm just going to segue into that because I didn't really. Th- th- there's not a lot happening in the Little Things game right now. Yeah, like we're you just, guys making... just really picking up now, right? Like episode three, something like that. Uh, three or four, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're just going through the woods and encountering horrible nightmare creatures from Dot's brain. I thought that game was going to be cute and wholesome. It is not. No. <laughs> Anytime you're in a stream campaign, do not think it will be cute and wholesome. Lessons have a session zero. You need to know what you're getting into. Warn me! (laughs) Um, But I play in another game with Indoor Adventurer uh, where I uh, I met a Rask who is like this dragon that my my patron had had dealings with in the past. Oh. Ooh-woo. And through conversations that I do not think Blake was probably charismatic enough to maybe do this. <laughs> he's he finessed their first keep. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh so this drag this dragon was like asking, which is like, listen, do you like how how do I get in contact with you uh whenever you leave? Uh, in case like I I have need of you or something, because like before this dragon had like read his diary and summoned him mysteriously to his uh his domain after after a conversation blake was able to uh sort of just be like look people are trying to get in touch with us uh if we do stuff for you uh you're already asking us to do jobs instead of paying us give us a house Give me a house. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah. And so our little group of millennials who think they can uh, afford a house actually can get a house financed. God damn. D&D, where you live out your fantasies. <laughs> Whoop. Topical. <laughs> uh, so now we're, we need to go find and kill a hag. And uh, I think that's actually what we're about to do tomorrow. Oh, we're finding and killing a hag tomorrow. Yep. I mean, it's been a it's been a recurring theme in our games. This is recapping a lot of what happened in our our last episode, but uh, in our last episode, let's talk about it. But yep, hag, hags are still being killed. Turns oh, out they're both sea hags as well. Oh yeah, tomorrow because it, today is Sunday. I I'm still in Saturday mode. But excuse me. Yeah, we are we are very early on uh, a Sunday morning. In about fifteen minutes, we're uh, Kyle with an N is about to have to experience the trauma of daylight savings time. Fucking hell! Okay, first of all, 
fuck Benjamin Franklin for thinking that that we need okay well no 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 okay daylight savings time I guess makes sense back in the day but why the hell do we need daylight savings time now especially the, the spring one because we lose we lose sleep and I don't like that it's just ugh it's just ugh so a big old fuck you to Benjamin Franklin we do not want your sponsorship I will go back in time and fight you over daylight savings time so I can get some more fucking sleep in this bitch. God damn. Consistency reduces complexity. And oh my god, daylight savings is the most inconsistent, irrational bullshit that I've ever had to con- consistently experience. But while you are going through the, uh, the horrors of daylight savings times. If you, uh, if you are living in a home and you have fire alarms, please change the batteries in them because apparently it's good to do that whenever you have to set your clocks. Yeah. Do that. You know, do that twice a year. This, you know, this isn't the content you the content you would expect from. Latai, but here we are offering it to you. We're here to save your fucking lives. So do it. Stop what you're doing. Actually, keep the podcast playing, but just go change your fire alarm while you're listening to it. Yeah, change the batteries in your fire alarm. Yeah, Indoor Adventure. We're still doing stuff. Go watch it. It's good. It's real good. Alas for the off seat. Oh, yeah, we had a session this past Monday, which, hoo boy, <laughs> hoo boy. So, alas for the awful sea is a system that is a little more subtle, I guess, compared to other systems. Like it's a system that heavily punishes like combat and violence, and it's more. Right, do you want to talk about it, lady? No, ladies not want to talk about it. She said, ah, you lost me. No violence. I cannot hear anything that Kylan is saying right now. Oh, well then I can just talk shit. Connor is smelly. He smells so bad. Oh, wait, shit, here he comes. He's about to come back. All right, everyone play cool. Okay. Okay, what did you miss? All of that. Okay. Anyways, so... Last for the Awful Sea, compared to, like, other games, is a little bit more subtle in its approach. So, um, combat and violence is heavily discouraged and even punished. So, you get a lot more, like, RP. Maybe not, like, subtle RP, but it's a lot more, like, you know, less direct, I guess. Yeah, and all yeah. the conflict you could experience is like, you know, emotional in nature. So, um, my character, which this isn't, this isn't character knowledge, but this is player and audience knowledge, um, is on the heels of a very bad breakup. Mm-hmm. And on the heels, I mean, it's been like three or four years, but you know, she's been <laughs> over it. You know, it happens whenever your girlfriend leaves you for some rich merchant guy. 
So she's not over it. So she's, she's, um, she drinks a lot and she, um, very casually hooks up a lot. But like for, for once she's like, you know, maybe I could be like a little romantic. And, um, cause she's kind of interested in the captain of the ship. She's like, oh, I'll just like get her a flower while I'm here by this flower shop. <laughs> Which turned into a whole fiasco, <laughs> I'll okay. say. Spill. So, uh, as Dagny is heading back to the ship, she runs into Elizabeth, who is played by Anarsis. Um, and Dagny is not playing it cool whatsoever. So Elizabeth notices and is like, oh, you know, what's that you got behind your back? And instead of like telling the truth or like saying something rational like a normal person, Dagny's like, uh, a gun? <laughs> which, because you had a gun. Yeah, which there's a clip of that floating around somewhere on Twitter. <laughs> because I just derailed the campaign for like a whole minute. Which, to be fair, Dagny does have, like, a big-ass hunting rifle, so and th this wasn't just me being, like, a dick. She does have a gun. But, you know, she just couldn't think of anything better at the moment. Also, Kylan couldn't think of anything better at the moment. I feel that. So, but it turned out being really fucking funny. And it was like, uh, um, yeah, Dagny... You probably shouldn't, like, say that kind of stuff. Most people take that as a threat. But, you know, Dagny doubled down. Like, you know, she wasn't going to admit to the ship's doctor that she bought a rose. Because, you know, Doc is always, like, in everyone's business. And she's not about that. Um, so she ended up, like, dodging her long enough to get on the ship. She tried to drop it. Drop it off in the ship in the captain's quarters. It was locked. She tries to like break in. Guess who fucking notices? <laughs> fucking Elizabeth. <laughs> and Elizabeth is just like, um, okay. So like, what are you doing in here? Like, should I tell the captain? And Elizabeth's like, oh, you know, uh, I mean, Dagby, excuse me. Like, oh, you know, fucking uh, tell her then, I guess. Trying to hide the fact that she still has this fucking flower, which is, like, basically destroyed because Dagny was trying to hide it. <laughs> and ended up, like, smooshing it. And then, like, finally Elizabeth sees it and it's just like, Dagny, you could have just, like, said something. Now we have to go get you another flower, which was, you know, very sweet of her. She wasn't, like, a jerk about it. But Dagny was still like, if you tell anyone, I'll kill you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just who she is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, they ended up getting another flower for the captain. And, again, she was like, you know, don't, don't tell anyone. Not even the captain. Just, like, don't. But, later, what? later... <laughs> The captain comes back, and, like, Elizabeth comes to talk to the captain, and the captain's, like, holding the rose, and, like, 
basically through a series of roles and role playing it and stuff, uh, the captain thinks, uh, whose name is Harper, but you know, Agnes calls her Captain, so it doesn't really, you know. The captain thinks that it's from Elizabeth. Oof. And like Elizabeth can't really say anything. She's kind of like implying that like she does know, but she can't like say. And she's like, oh, you know, you should go out to the party tonight because they were partying at this bar and talk to some of your crew, blah, blah, blah. But like Elizabeth wasn't going. So that bummed the captain out. So whenever we do go to the party, captain gets way too drunk. But like, oh, wait, backtrack a little bit. Um, I ended up inviting another character named Annabelle, who is not part of the ship's crew. She's a passenger to the party. Um, and then, like, the captain of Dagny were talking, he's like, oh, you know, you have a soft spot for, for, um, for Annabelle, and I think Annabelle's treating you, like, really nice. So, like, Dagny's like, uh, like, doing math in her head, like, is she flirting with me? Does the captain that she's flirting? Wait, hang on, but I like the, who, what? <laughs> and so, it's like, trying to talk to Annabelle to get, like, what's going on over there but like subtly and she's like no Annabelle doesn't like me and I don't like Annabelle I like the captain I'm gonna go with the captain oh the captain is like sad drunk because Elizabeth's not there because she thinks Elizabeth gave her the rose and she likes Elizabeth but Dagny likes the captain and Elizabeth maybe likes the captain but Elizabeth would never tell but then like Dagny and the captain are talking and then eventually they both figure out, like, the captain figures out that it was Dagny, and, the da and Dagny figures out that, like, the captain got the rose, but thinks it was from Elizabeth, and that was awkward. <laughs> well, this certainly sounds like an off-the-table game. So, basically, love triangles. They're a shape. They're a good shape. They are certainly a shape. So... Basically, Dagny's just like, you know, fuck. I tried to do, like, this one romantic gesture, and it, like, backfired tremendously on me. So, like, let's never do that again and just go back to, you know, drinking a lot and uh, fucking random women. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. We could bleep that out. <laughs> but basically... <laughs> Um, so, yeah, you know, that's, that's the kind of, that's the kind of, uh, shit that goes on in Alas for the Awful Sea. You get fucking love shapes. And, uh, it's very interesting. Because that game is based on being more subtle, and I designed my character to not be that way. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, she sticks out like a fucking sore thumb, and I'm like, oh my god, this is probably too much. But then afterwards, people are like, oh, I fucking love Dagny. And I'm just like, yeah. Dagny validation. <laughs> validation. Especially when you make those dumbass RP moves. I can't tell you how many times people this week have been like, so was it you that said something about having a gun behind your back? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> but thanks. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's that's that on that. Uh, and I guess that's it for our streamed games, but you've also done done some other streaming this week. Oh, oh me? Well, you know, um, sometimes, occasionally, I like to stream um, video games on my own channel. Very rarely, because, who boy, my life does not allow that most of the time. Hold up, my, I'm, I'm the, like, space-time continuum is, like, fluctuating with you right now. It's now 3 a.m. <laughs> Oh boy, 3 a.m. Um. Fuck Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Anywho, now that I'm like two hours in the future, I've come from the future to tell you. Okay, so basically, my um, my schedule sucks, and um, I don't get to stream as much as I would like to. But whenever I have small breaks from school, I try and um, was a little bit of streaming time in, and uh, I was on spring break this week, so I was like, "Oh, I'll do some, uh, I'll do some streaming." So I did like a kind of three-day stream marathon. I originally originally played planned to play Donut County all three days, which, if you guys aren't familiar with Donut County, um, it's kind of like a no kind of Mari-esque game where you basically there's things in the level that you, um, basically, down a hole. yes, you are a tiny hole. The more objects fall into the hole, the bigger your hole becomes. You want your hole to soak up so many things. Um, and, and that's it. And like that game was so much fun and I loved it, but I finished it in one day. Horny on like, police. Thank you so much, but your presence is not required for this. Please go, go away. <laughs> Although I would love a compilation of all the, like, things I said during that stream that could be taken out of context, because I said so many of them. Because when you have a hole that sucks... <laughs> I have so many other videos to edit. Please don't. <laughs> all right, Ice Cream, get on <laughs> JK. Um, but, um, yeah, no. So I finished it the first day and I was like, ah, shit, what am I gonna play? I have money to get a new game. And TSB was like, hey, play Battleship Brigade. You love that game. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. I mean, I'm terrible at puzzle games, but let's do it. And so I did that for the last two days of my stream, and that was a shit ton of fun. Which, for those of you who aren't familiar with Battleship Brigade, it is a it's a puzzle action RPG game that's all about like cooking competitions, where you like hunt for the ingredients and then like do puzzles to like cook the ingredients. It is so much fun. It's hard as shit for me, but I love it. And, um, yeah, no. Turns out that by the end of that stream, the only thing I have left to do to become a Twitch affiliate <sighs> is to just stream three more days. 
So, fuck it. I'm gonna knock it out of the way and stream Sunday, Monday, Tuesday as well. Woo! One of my New Year's resolutions was to hit Twitch affiliate this year. Oh boy. And we gonna do I, it. At the time I made that resolution, I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna have like 50 followers because I stream so infrequently. Turns out people were following me even though I wasn't streaming for like months. <laughs> so I ended up hitting like 50 something followers on the first day. And I'm like, well, fuck, now I gotta push through. Because I was so close to hitting affiliate last time, I just didn't have enough followers. So now I gotta like recomplete all the goals, but I'm so close to getting all the goals. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it. Don't do it. I'm excited because although right now I do not have the time to like stream that often, maybe if my schedule will change and I will, and like, you know, it would be really cool to have like emotes and like, you know, bits and subs and all that, those fun perks. The fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I... Um, need to run to the restroom so can we take a little break? Once we figure out what sort of transition we're doing. Can you like okay, have like a tiny snail going across the bottom of the screen and then like what is it? Is it what is that song? Is it Chariots of Fire that I'm thinking of that's like duh uh that's i think that's from uh 2001 space oh that is that is that is the chariots of fire is either one of those works (laughs) if i if you want to play both (laughs) yeah i'll I'll play both or sober connor will play both i am not sober connor uh sober connor will play both so that we don't get copyright stricken there's just gonna be a little snail. Yeah. You can do it, buddy. We're so proud of you. Okay. Bye. All right. BRB. Say <laughs> delicious gummies. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, I hope our snail made it across the screen. (laughs) This train is off the rails and it's on fire. (laughs) What are we talking about? Uh, well, I mean, we talked, we talked about our stream games. We still play in a couple of other ones. Uh, yesterday, uh, we we played some Aero. That was, that's, that's the game that, that you and I and our friends, our squeeze and Ginger Benji ran, friends of um, and that's DM'd by TSB, and yeah, we played in a game of that yesterday. So, during that game, I was, I was very distracted, uh, I, cause like, I'm, I'm literally running into that game, like, right after work. Mm-hmm. 
and I've, I've been working on something very frustrating at work uh, for the past couple of weeks. Those frustrating scrummies. Yeah, very frustrating scrummies. Um, and uh, so I was, I was kind of distracted. Uh, so I know for like the first like part of the whole game, like I was like not talking at all. And then I've uh, wrote it up to, oh, well, Skewer's drinking a lot because he's trying to cope with something. We're, we're just doing stuff in that game. Uh, I don't know if we've, like, found the plot or not. <laughs> but, like, we're go- think, we were going after some ghouls who, who were, like, I don't know, doing something with somebody who should be dead. I think we're on the trail of some sort of plot. But I think that TSP just provides a lot of shit in the world for us to do that we don't always have to trail the plot specifically. But I think he's leading us on to something. For once, he's being coy about it. <laughs> so off-brand for him. Yeah, because usually it's he's like, oh, by the way, I have this planned out, and, and he'll tell you, like, he'll spoil the whole thing because he's so excited. It's so cute, but you know. <laughs> so, like, what was what was Skewer coping with, Connor? Let's talk about that. Well, we had talked about it last time. Skewer bloodlusted and, uh, hurt Ellie a lot. Yeah. I don't want to say that hurt a lot, but it definitely did. Because <laughs> I am probably um, the squishiest member in the party. <laughs> and Skewer can do a big hurt. Yeah, he was, he was definitely built to be a GPS character, and he, he got scolded by everybody, so now he, he's taking his time to, like, feel bad. And cope with alcohol. Mm-hmm. which, like, has been noticed by at least two members of the party and definitely noticed by Ellie. Because, like, she went to wake him up and he was, like, dreaming about it or something or talking about it in his sleep. And it made her it made her sad. He is probably about to lean very heavily into that uh, alcoholic coping. Because whenever I made this version of Skewer and the last version of Skewer, my high concept was frat boy werewolf. Dumbass dot JPEG. <laughs> Which, speaking, so I, I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent because oh, go off. Yes, this skewer is a uh, frat boy werewolf, and not too too long ago, uh, at underscore Sayra on Twitter. Uh, specifically tweeted, at several Trouble one the order on Netflix is relevant to your interest. And oh my gosh, they have frat boy werewolves. And oh it's the best thing ever. And they also have witches, which are like, witches and werewolves are like my two favorite things. Ooh. It's awesome. I love it. I'm, like- I'm always through the first season. And I hope that the season finale isn't like terrible. <laughs> it, it gets me big Sabrina vibes. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. Good. Thank you so much, Sarah. What did we do in that game? Because Ellie was a lot more involved at the beginning of that. Yeah, so um, first we passed through this um, halfling village along the way and was met with wonderful halfling hospitality. 
but while we were there, um, we figured out that um, that uh, the son of one of the families, his name was Milo Greenbottle, um, was missing. He ran off to live with the humans, and um, he took the family heirloom, which was a circlet that makes the wearer into a very sexy human. So we were kind of like conflicted. We were like, should we bring him back? Should we like take the circlet back? Should we like tell those family messes them? Should we not do anything at all if we encounter him? Because it turns out he was probably in the next village over. We were pretty conflicted. We do get to the next village. We meet him. Turns out he's just this really happy guy running this bar um, in this sleepy little town. He's super lively. And his husband's like super drunk, but you know, it's still kind of cute. And um, uh, while we're there, we um, decide to take a job taking down some of the dead that are rising in the cemetery. Also, we hear rumors of strange little people meeting in the middle of town by the well. And Ellie is like convinced it's fairies because someone said it was fairies that grant wishes and so she was stuck on that. But anyways, that was all the, I guess, prepping and planning and talking. Then we went out to this graveyard where we fought some skellies and zombies. Mm -hmm. and then we went in the well where we actually did find fairies. They were fucking fairies. <laughs> but they, it wasn't quite fairies. It was more like darklings. I mean, they're, they're fae. Yeah, but it's a little different because these are like fairies who like can't see the sunlight or else it hurts them real bad. Yeah. And so now our party has been charged with taking this one darkling who sacrificed most of his life to see a sunset because it was so beautiful. Because um, seeing the sun actually ages them like a shit ton. So now they're like, oh, if you take him to this, you know, the darkest part of this woods, our elders can like, you know, make them into an elder or something like that. Um, so we are now carrying this tiny frail little darkling. But oh my god, I was so fucking sad. <laughs> that kind of shit gets me. Like, even though it's all pretend make-believe games, I was still very sad and very upset that they could not see sunsets without almost dying. Mm -hmm. Of course, it, it made sense because my character was also feeling that way, but Kylan was also feeling that way. <laughs> uh, and we've also still got our, our Dragon Heights game still going. Fuck yeah, baby. Playing that bright and early today. Yeah. Oof, we're going to be so tired and so hungover. What, what happened in that game? Okay, well... In that game, I gotta think of where we started. Oh, wait, was this the auto fucks up episode? <laughs> yeah, we y'all wanted to have some downtime so that y'all can like watch your kids and like see what sort of uh classes they might take whenever they become adventurers. Yes, um, and yeah, y'all had a week, and we wanted to get stronghold benefits too. Yeah, and y'all, 
Yeah, so uh, y'all took an extended rest so that y'all would be able to gain stronghold benefits from your uh, establishment. Because I am using the uh, uh, MCDM strongholds and followers uh, in in addition to just the Dragon High supplement with modified rules to you know balance it. Because like the stronghold stuff, like technically the, you're only supposed to like get benefits from the establishment over a season, but like. Dragon Heist is only supposed to be played out over a single season, so mm-hmm. so it's a lot of weird stuff there. But um, we've modified it a little bit. Y'all had to take a little vacation to get that. Otto wanted to use his downtime to find another gun, and oh boy, did he decide to go about it in a way. So. Some minor uh, Dragon High spoilers. There are guns in the adventure. There are specifically uh, in the Forgotten Realms. They came. They come from uh, Lantern. They are Lantonese pistols uh, that are all used by a a certain subrace of uh, of gunslingers. And uh, yeah, Otto found them and uh, stole things from them and. They're mm-hmm. very perceptive, very, very high-level leader. Mm-hmm. Roll very high on his perception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that ended pretty badly. Uh, but everyone, everyone made some very, very good persuasion checks. And this person really didn't want to get blood on their hands. So y'all survived to end your extended rest. I'm trying to be as vague as possible for like all of this. But but Connor, at what cost did we did we do that? Cuz there were some some decisions that were made that could potentially have some consequences. Everything that was gained from like the little heist was like lost, but like it was is pretty much a net zero for Otto, except that a, a true name was uttered at yeah. one point. Mm-hmm. So that has to be resolved. True and fake name. Because <laughs> a true name said summoning a certain Rakshasa, and then two other characters in the body were like, oh, hey, so-and-so, human name. <laughs> because, you know, our party is smart. So smart. <laughs> um, yeah, so now this... NPC who was very high level and has lots of connections knows that. So, you know, whenever we end the official plot of Dragon Heist, I there's at least that threat to follow. <laughs> uh there was one other thing that happened during that uh during that vacation and it involved uh Ginger Benji's character. Earlier in, in the game, uh they had found a primordial dragon that um was a spawn of Thordak, the Cinder King. Mm-hmm. Y'all killed it. Y'all killed we it real good. Did. We and, did. Much to Glide's chagrin. He did not like that at all. And y'all hung the uh, disembodied head in your bar. It was a good looking head. It was. Uh, but, I mean, Glide hated that. But, if, but during the last uh, session, uh, you had gone into uh, an area outside of Vaman uh, in the scar of the Cinder King. Not the, not the crater, 
uh, not where he ruled the domain, but like its scar outside that was still burning like half a year later. Mm -hmm. uh, and you had found part of a primordial heartstone that in, in my version of Amon possibly was fueling these fires and brought it back to some fire chambers, uh, moving it just a little bit closer to your also birth from a heartstone dragon head. And it started to react. Uh, its eyes started glowing. Oh. Did I know what that meant at the time? No. Certainly not. Certainly not. I plan that far ahead. I only need 30 seconds to prep. Glide had decided that, like, hey, I should probably, like, get this checked out. And, like, went and talked to them. They're like, oh, that's weird. Can you bring the dragon head here? So he brought the dragon head there. And as it got closer, it started burning hotter. And eventually, whenever he brought it in, it, like, started, like, rolling off the table uh, and, and, like, melting the stone beneath it. Is 100% me just like, okay, it's here now. This is going to happen. You can do stuff to, st to try to stop it. It's not going to work. <laughs> God damn it, Glide. <laughs> um, but the, the dragon head fused with the heartstone and essentially made a second dragon egg. Because, you know, when a disembodied dragon head and a heartstone love each other very much... I'm using the statistics from uh, Kobo Press's uh, Tome of Beasts. This is a, a flame dragon wormling that uh, eventually uh, found its way back to your bar that y'all were fortifying in case of your big bad evil guy attacking. Yeah. And it sort of just like found its way in like minutes after hatching and just like yep. plopped down in your fireplace. So now y'all have yet another pet, because I love handing out pets. <laughs> Connor's just like, you get a pet. You get a pet. And everyone gets a pet. Your pet just happens to be CR3. It's just so funny, because we're all so fucking... Everyone except Glide is so salty about it. It's like, you see this naked space on our wall where this dragon head used to be? <laughs> you gotta go get something else to put on our wall. <laughs> And now we have this fucking baby dragon that could melt our, our entire bar. And we're just like, oh my god. <laughs> Parenthood is so hard. Yep, you already have four kids. Damn. <laughs> and a disembodied hand. And a robotic mouse. And a robotic mouse. And a mind witness. Yep. <laughs> Truly, we have so much going on. <laughs> I love how in the Critical Role canon, Nobody in Amon has ever mentioned the bullshit that y'all have been doing. <laughs> but speaking of, that's my, my clever segue into what's been going on. Holy shit. So, probably, I want to say maybe like two weeks ago, um, Critical Role very suddenly and casually posted a picture that was in some sort of, like, runic language that was deciphered almost immediately that they, something about making an animation. Um, and so they came and they're like, yeah, we're opening a Kickstarter, um, starting soon. Like, uh, it started sometime in March. I'm bad with dates. Um, and they were like, yeah, you know, we, do we want to raise 
uh, 75,000 or $7,500,000. I'm good at math. Um, to maybe make like an anime, one animated episode. Um, so hopefully you guys can donate. And currently, currently it is at 6,000, or sorry, 6 million. $798,000. Holy shit. It's almost at $7 million. And how many days does it have left? 40 39. 39 days left in its Kickstarter. Which it met its original goal of the $7,500,000 within 41 minutes and hit $1 million within its first hour. Um, and it is now beats the Kickstarter record of the most money raised for a movie TV project. We're coming for you, Pebble. <laughs> the most the most successful Kickstarter is like twenty million dollars. Not gonna work. Mm -mm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and uh, we have almost seven million within the first few days. So that has been taking. Definitely the RP the TTRPG World by Storm um, and has even leaked into mainstream news, which Critical Role has had its few mentions before, I think, in the mainstream news. But now it's being picked up by multiple sources. You know, you're not gonna see it on your TV, but like, you know, just online news articles of how this fucking campaign started by these nerdy ass voice actors to make just one episode has morphed into a series now like holy shit what are your thoughts on all of this madness i had figured that because i i'm just thinking about like the last kickstarter that critical role did for the minis that was also very much successful i feel like this one was teased and hyped a little bit better uh, mm -hmm. than the Steamforge one. I was not surprised. I was not surprised at all. My expectation at, at like as soon as like the Kickstarter started um, and it passed a million, I'm like, this is going to hit definitely two and a half million by the end of the day. Wow. They ended up, they ended up doing three and a half million. So he, he even suspect surpass that like i think there was no doubt in anyone's mind that the kickstarter was going to be met i just think the speed at which it was met plus this momentum it continues to have is shocking to you know a lot of people including the people over at critical role oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that like they should have expected strangers on the internet to get them three million dollars that that's fucking insane mm -hmm. uh but just like the the only other kickstarter that i'm really thinking that's been uh really popular within the uh ttrpg community to anything close to this level would be the uh ncdm strongholds and followers uh, mm -hmm. kickstarter which ended up making i think close to two million wow and that was how long of a campaign uh, I think it was uh, like 45 days or something like that. But it's interesting because while this is like a TTRPG, 
like it, it's based on that it's something a little more like it's not a supplement or anything like that it's an actual like animated it's, or, it's everything it, that we wanted a reboot of the D&D TV show to be <laughs> except yeah, it, it's it's that for this generation of yes. DTRPGers it goes beyond DTRPGs it's now like an accessible form of entertainment for people who don't have the hundred plus hours to, you know, binge, you know, uh, abstract form of entertainment. Yeah. To, to get a story that is now visual, you know, as an audio visual experience. Um, and they're like, oh, we're going to tell just this one episode with this original story. It's going to be a 22-minute long animation. Animation That now morphed into, oh, okay, we're going to have two original episodes, and now we're also going to do a Briarwood arc? Should you guys give us that much money? Which was, I would like to say, totally the right call to make, given how insanely popular the Briarwood arc is. Like, the Briarwood the arc is a really good place for them to start because not only is it an amazing arc and not only do people freaking love Gothic Horror because, I mean, look at the Castlevania animation. It's so <laughs> good. It's doing so well. And within the TTRPG community, look at how well Cap Curse of Strahd does. Oh, Everyone loves so fucking Curse of Strahd. <laughs> so good. But it's a very early arc with like still very menial character or like uh, characters reaching pretty good potential mm -hmm. uh, lots of great moments oh yeah like it's crazy like despite all the character growth that happens later on within the campaign you still hear people say yeah Briarwood the Briarwood arc is one of the best arcs if not the best because honestly it was that good even if most of the character development was centered around one character, there were some other character development. Like, per Percy has a lot of great moments in yes. the Briarwood arc. Because, and like, was... he gets to knock off so so much of his backstory and, like, dive into so much. It was so fucking delicious, too, because pretty much up until that point, um, he didn't really have that much of a chance to shine, unfortunately. Um, and then he was given that opportunity to, and so everyone saw, like, Talison just flex his fucking muscles, um, and just fucking deliver, and then everyone else, too, and just, I, I'm a Broadway arc stan, like, it's 100% one of my favorite arcs, if not my favorite, so I could gush about it all day, but basically what I'm saying is, totally fucking smart move for them to decide to want to animate that. Because that is something, like, I believe could get totally 100% funded. So Briarwood Arc is good place to start uh, or continue because you have all those wonderful moments and it's a really good arc. It's a better place to continue than the Young Real stuff because they have to deal with the Tiberius question. Ooh. So you want to talk about that? 
Let's talk about it. So they uh, they have addressed on the uh, frequently asked questions for the Critical Role Kickstarter if the character of Tiberius Stormwind, played by uh, Orion Akaba, uh, one of the original cast members of Critical Role, they have stated that he will not be making an appearance in the animation. Mm-hmm. Which I, I am sure everyone in the Critical Role community or of a large portion of people in the Critical Role majority are very much okay with. Yeah, I, I have seen some people who are like, you know, oh, you should be there, mama. But from my corner of the internet, the overwhelming majority is just like, good, thank God. Just because, for those who are not familiar, and we don't have time to divulge all this, but Orion has done some pretty shitty shit before and after leaving the show. Yeah, that's, that's, in the your own time, out there. in your own time, please Google Orion Akaba controversy. You can find a whole bunch of stuff with just like his, his, his own stuff, his Draconian Knights Kickstarter and all the shady stuff that was going on there. Yeah, there's a lot. Skipping over Young for Real, which by the way, I was, I mean, it was it, Young for Real was was a, a good place to start. I think everything that happened after it was a lot better. Mm-hmm. It just as soon as they left the Underdark, I was just so much more interested in the show. So I'm yeah, I'm yeah. glad that it probably would have been good to see like some of that animated because I'm sure how Matt was describing the Underdark is not how I was picturing it at all. Because mm-hmm. like I'm just picturing a whole bunch of tunnels and like some dungeons from oblivion yeah uh but barwa dark wonderful art very great place to pick up on we don't have to include the sorcerer good yeah stuff. yeah definitely 100 i that definitely takes care of any sort of well actually i suppose there is a slight issue of retcon because this new adventure story is supposed to take place at level seven which uh canonically the sorcerer would still be there but i don't know exactly how they're choosing to so it's interesting because like in the show it seems they're going to be brushing over it but in the comics he's gonna be there or is there i'm not sure so the comics are stuff that happened like before level two. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just like level one stuff. And that was just like Matt Colwell just decided that he was going to use Tiberius and like he asked him, he said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he asked Matt and Matt said, yeah, to go ahead. But uh, have, have you seen any of the like celebrity and D stuff? Um, pretty sure, yeah. Because uh, I know in in a lot of that, uh, they've done like little things where like, oh, Keyleth and Percy were like mm-hmm. off doing something at this moment, uh, where they they met Archon the Cruel, and, yes, and dug up a Barkeesian tomb with him, and whenever we saw again uh, Archon make his debut in Critical Role. Uh, Archon was just like, yes, I I know these two, pointing at Keyleth and Percy. So apparently, like, that stuff is still in canon. Yeah. So they can definitely have all the characters, like, go off and do something 
and just leave Tiberius behind and still have it be canon. Mm-hmm. It, it would probably not be the same if, like, they were portraying what it seems like they were from the animated intro, which is the uh, the fiendish plot involving uh, Sovereign Tal'Dorei. Because, mm-hmm. like, as far as I know, Tiberius was there for that. But if it's an original adventure where, like, everybody's just off doing something, yeah, yeah. cool. Awesome. That's, that's good. <laughs> that, that is all well and good by me. Um, so it's, it's so crazy to me how quickly it's being funded and how quickly it continues to be funded because I think the cast and crew of Critical Role is at a point that's like, they're coming up with stretch goals, not really sure exactly what they'll do for them, but then they're being met and they're like, oh shit, we gotta, how are we gonna do this? Like, the Mighty Nine Vox Machina crossover one shot, they're just like, yeah, we're not really sure how this will work logistically, we just kind of came up with it. So, we gotta think about that now. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like level twenty characters and level like tens. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, the search for Terry. I mean, they're in Wildmount. Wait, what? They they have something about a search for Terry now? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like that's pro- that might be a thing that they could do. Uh, if if like Terrian goes missing and like the Mayan Nine uh knows where he is. Uh, it's like also doing something that'd be a nice like cut between these two scenes or something like that Matt Mercer if you if you need that idea there you go credit us. like comment and subscribe Matt Mercer friend of the channel <laughs> the gentleman Mercer yeah no it's like it's just Banana pants, honestly, because I feel like, who knows, maybe even these next few stretch goals will be met, and they'll have to come up with more stretch goals, like, on, on top of that, too, maybe to dig a little into some controversy, if you don't mind that. Ooh, let's do it. There, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Let's get spicy in this season, too. With success has been some backlash from people um, for for uh, I guess reasons that are different reasons, but reasons that are closely related enough. That's basically the the root of it being, you know, how dare they raise this much money in this amount of time um, with some like roots shooting off of that. Some people saying, you know, it's totally unfair how quickly they raise that much money given, you know, how many other small time creators need support. And then like another offshoot of people are like, oh, you know, they're raising all this money. They should be donating this to charity. And I have thoughts about those things, but I, I wanna I wanna press you on that first and see if you have anything to say. Uh, so I am a capitalist. 
I am a dirty capitalist, and I think the laws of supply and demand exist for a reason. Mm-hmm. Critical Role has gathered, has built this community, and had very specific ideas about like this is the this is what we think we need to do for this level of animation quality. We uh, we want to go to like other companies and like see if they would help get it funded, but it they want to either change things or like weren't completely on board or didn't really have a grasp on what we were doing. So same, this is sort of like the same sort of discussions that they originally had with Geek and Sundry whenever Critical Role was first being pitched. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, and they had to be very, no, we have, if we were going to do this, we had to do it ourselves. Yeah. But we're just a Twitch channel and we, we're going to need a lot more help with this. Crowdfunding is good because like if people want to support this product, they can. Mm-hmm. It, but it's just a lot of people have a lot of respect for uh, this storytelling style and they know that Matt Mercer is not going to release something for Critical Role if he is not happy with it. And it seems like we trust we have a we have trust in critical role mm-hmm. so that's why so many people were willing to uh give them support now yes lots of small people definitely need support and uh there's a lot of really great uh ttrpg kickstarters and products and patreons and uh everything that are going out and i love 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 loved that second day of the Kirk World Kickstarter, they started uh, like Max Jenga, I think, or, or Chris Lockie, or some some people uh, who were very closely associated with Kirk World did like pull some like let's pull for some support small creators uh, tweets and like start signal boosting other products like that. And then even on this week's episode critical role Matt was like hey you know guys thank you for the support but there are plenty of other projects that you guys can support as well from other creators so check out this hashtag of like um I don't remember exactly but like it's like support diverse gamers or like okay like yeah I, I was coming off of the Prairie Star game so um unfortunately that bleeds into the intro for critical role so yeah but no, he even mentioned that outright. Because um, a lot of people were like, you know, basically criticizing them. Like, because... Like, as if they had control over how much money they were going to get. Yeah. It's, to me, I believe, and you know, this could probably come from a place of bias. I will acknowledge that. That you know, it's almost like a little unfair, <laughs> like, but the, the the things that people are saying, but I, you know, I think just like with any degree of success, especially just like a large margin of success like that, people are bound to be, I don't want to say like jealous, but like in a sense, yes, and like it's always easier to, you know. Uh, look over on the other side and be critical and judgmental and all that stuff. But 
but I guess more so than that, I think the people that that um, use, and I've kind of gotten into this on my Twitter, but people who use critical role as a metric to measure their own success are ultimately doing themselves a disservice. Um, just because even at very early on, like when they were first starting out, critical role started out with a lot more advantages than just your average TT. Oh, Jesus, I'm so drunk. I can't even say the letters. TT RPG streamers start out with, yeah. you know. So like they, they already had the boost from uh, shit. Yeah, who runs Geek and Sundry? It's Felicia Day. Felicia Day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so they already had the boost from Felicia Day and everybody at Geek and Sundry. They have a really good advantage in that they are all playing at the table live, with, uh, which that's great for like pacing and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely helps. And like feeling that table energy. They have the advantage of uh, they're all professional actors uh, oh, yeah. are all great at telling a engaging imp- improvisational story like they're that's that's what they do um, and they're fucking friends with natural chemistry and not strangers brought together who have to kind of make up that chemistry on the spot yeah so like there's a number of factors that contribute and plus they've been in this game for like four or five years pretty much yeah building this fan base over time so there are a number of factors that can contribute to why this kickstarter is wildly successful so for just an independent creator to look at that and be like well you know that's oh you know like my my channel will like never be that successful that's not fair and this is this is discouraging blah 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 like yeah if you go into that mindset it is going to be discouraging but i think if you look at it kind of like okay well you know this is kind of like the ideal combination of factors this is like the most like popular ttp rpg show on the internet so yeah this makes sense but like this doesn't define my own success and I can find my own level of success that's more like, you know, I don't want to say reasonable, but like, you know, yeah, kind of. Like, you know, we we can't all be wildly popular. It's not how it's gonna work. So like, I think trying to like set set our goals like that level is just gonna end up like with people like crashing and burning out and being disappointed yeah but that's that's just my two cents on the whole issue on that side of the issue there's also the other side of the issue which i think comes from people who are hmm, without being too spicy i want to say a little less informed uh, about Critical Role, who were like, they should donate that money to charity. You know, if they're getting all that money, they should just donate that money to charity. Which, Which you oh, can't. Go, on, go on. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Kickstarter just don't allow you to do that. So, nice try, buddies. But 
you know, Kickstarter won't allow that to happen. If you like, and if you don't like that, go talk to fucking Kickstarter about it, because it's their rules. Go kick Kickstarter. <laughs> kick their butts. Oh, fuck, there goes our Kickstarter sponsorship. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just losing all sorts of sponsorships today. <laughs> fuck. But, um, it it's just, like, so funny, because if you took even, like, a small fraction of time to research the amount of charity work that Critical Role has done, like, it's almost kind of, like, you know, laughable, those comments, because, for those who don't know, since the show's very beginning, they have been partnered with A26LA, which is a nonprofit dedicated to working with, like, children and teaching them about storytelling and creativity and all yeah. that stuff. Got eight two sixes all over. Yeah, but they specifically partner with eight two six LA because it's their local one. Yeah. Um. In addition, they've worked with Pavlov, Operation Supply Drop. Um. Did have they worked with World Builders or am I? I don't think they've worked with World Builders, uh, outright. Mm-hmm. But they've definitely mentioned World Builders. Yeah. Um. So. Definitely at least three different charities. Also, if you go to their, like, uh, the, the Frequently Asked Questions page on the Critical Role website, one of the questions is, oh, you know, can, can we mail you guys gifts, give you guys gifts, all that stuff. And they say, I mean, we would much rather you prefer you donate to charity. Here's a list of all the cast members' favorite charities. So you can see everyone in the cast of role and even Brian's favorite charity that they would rather you donate to than give them stuff. So the fact that people are, are using that as like an argument to me feels almost, you know what, I'm going to say I'm a little spicy. It's a little ignorant. <laughs> well, it, it, is, it is very hard to remain informed, especially as uh, everybody's going to have their knee-jerk emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That is valid. But just know that people on the internet are going to call you out for your bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. But but your feelings are definitely still valid. Yeah, the, the feelings are valid. Like, I get, like, I get the jealousy. I, too, am sitting over here just like, damn. I wish I had that much money to do creative shit, but I don't. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's just, they, like, the cast of Critical Role, they're not always perfect, and they sometimes slip up and make mistakes. But they're the type of people who, once people, you know, bring it to their attention, they're very quick to try and correct those mistakes. And they're always trying to use their platform for good and promote others and promote charities and whatever they can do. So why not, for once, can we support them when they want to promote themselves? I think they have talked the talk and walked the walk for years now. Like, they've proven themselves to be, in general, very 
good, reliable allies in a number of causes, so why can't we support them in this project without complaining about it so much? You know, like, I'm a little biased because I'm a fan, but I think that, you know, they've done more good than they have done harm, so why can't we, you know, support them in this very exciting endeavor? But, you know, I'm just going to sip my tea here. Yeah. And, like, if if you are one of those people, well, number one, you wouldn't have gotten this far in the podcast if you were not, if you were one of these small, vocal, uh, angry minorities, which you're allowed to be angry and whatever. Like I said, your feelings are valid. But it is a small portion of the community that has been feeling this way. Like, very small, angry voices on the internet that we just so happen to have our own emotional knee-jerk reactions to and amplify and get upset about. We're doing the same stuff. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're, we are all emotional people. But uh, for the most part, it's, it's nothing but love. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. loving. I just experienced the time jump. So I am. Ah, you too, fuck Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> I see. We both. Fuck Gingerman Franklin. Gingerman Franklin. Gingerman Franklin. Ginger Benji Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that doesn't tell you, it's about time to wrap up your fucking episode. I don't know what is. Wow. You know, we learned a lot. We made a lot of friends along the way. (laughs) So, we're still figuring out what season two means, and we're still figuring out what this podcast is. But thank you so much for listening to it. Yeah. Hope you guys have fun, learned a lot, laughed, cried, maybe fallen in love. So <laughs> almost listening to this podcast. So if if you if you liked what you heard, there are links in the Jubilee to find both of us as well as some of the people that we play with uh on the internet. Uh where you can get a little taste of uh, what what we've been talking about. There's, we finally have some let's talk about it merch in in the store too. It, Holy fuck! We got a so, mug and a shirt. Oh, we have a shirt? I thought we just had a mug. Uh, uh yeah, we got a traveling shirt. Oh fuck! I'm ignorant. <laughs> so yeah, if you like it, you can get stuff. That's 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 my merch plug. There is stuff. It's in the doobly doo. Uh, and yeah, anything else? Don't forget to love each other. Listen, just because you've met Brian, (laughs) does that give you the right? (laughs) Excuse me. Don't forget to love each other. (laughs) And we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. 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 Connor is the scrummy master. He's the master of the scrummies. <laughs> <laughs>